Welcome to episode 25 of the Dave Witty Show. I'm your host, Dave Witty. Can't believe this is episode 25. Uh, what started out as a little something to do during COVID has really turned into something. Uh, I want to say big thanks to all my guests who've, who've come on over the last 25 episodes. Um, it's been a real treat getting to know you and getting to learn all the ins and outs of different industries. Um, big thanks to all the listeners and everybody who sent along a kind note um, saying how much they enjoy the podcast or are looking forward to the next episode. Um, I wouldn't be able to do it without you. So once again, thanks so much to uh, to anybody who's uh, who's been paying attention. Uh, it really means a lot. Um Got another great episode. Oh, first off, I do want to say big thanks to Rachel Cousins for coming on last week. We had a great chat. Um, She's absolutely fantastic, and make sure you do check out her new single and uh, all of her music. Um, Got another great episode this week, something a little different. Uh, I was joined by Zach O'Brien and Marcus Power of uh, the Newfoundland Growlers and the uh, Toronto Marlies organization, uh, and of course the Toronto Maple Leafs organization. Uh, two local guys who uh, you know who won a championship here with the with the Newfoundland Growlers. Uh, I got to know the guys quite a bit over the last couple of years, kind of uh, knocking around downtown. They always uh, they're always hanging around and, and and coming out to check out shows. So uh, two great dudes, and we had a real great chat all about you know their Growlers run and, and playing in Germany last. Last year during COVID and and all sorts of different fun things, but uh, so make sure you do stick around for that chat. Um, I had another great couple weeks, guys. Uh, I was out in Cornerbrook two weeks ago with uh, my good friend Mark Manning of Rum Ragged. We did um, a couple great shows in Cornerbrook at the Rotary Arts Center. So I want to say big thanks to all the gang out there. Uh, anybody who came out to the show, it was so enjoyable, so fun to get back in front of a you know a theater style audience where we get to tell you know some some stories behind all the songs and and uh, just a real great listening audience. It's such a such a nice treat to do that. You know uh, you know when you've done a lot of the kind of pub gigs over the last year and a half with uh with covid and everything so uh big thanks to um the rotary arts center um we were supposed to play in uh, in port rexton on friday but with the hurricane uh, hurricane larry happened here on the east coast of the island so that one got postponed and then we did a real great um uh, charity fundraiser saturday night in um in beautiful terra nova at the golf resort there um for glenn's helping hand so uh big thanks to, to all the squad there for for getting myself and mark involved in that it was a great evening, um, great crowd. Everybody was up dancing. We had a lot of fun. So a uh, great couple uh, couple days on the west coast of the island. I uh, really love Cornerbrook. What's going on out there right now is beautiful. Um, you know, downtown West Street is really, really nice. I mean, it's, it's really revitalized. The Hugh and Jar Hotel there is, is beautiful. So, um, you know, if you're in Cornerbrook, make sure you get down and, and, and check out, uh, you know, all the uh, all the cool things that Cornerbrook has to offer because I really got to say I really enjoyed myself the last uh, last week when I was out there. Uh, we got to hang out with the Best Kind Comedy guys. Um, Mike Lynch, who's on the podcast. Um, Brian Aylward, also on the podcast. And Colin Hollett, who I will definitely have on the podcast at some point. Um, you know, and uh, and Brent Mack, who's who's uh, who's heading it all, also on the podcast, uh, managed to get to hang out with those guys Friday in Cornerbrook and got to see their show. Um, if you do follow me on on Instagram, you definitely probably seen some of the antics that were going on on um, 
a Friday afternoon, but I managed to get in. They, they got us into the show and got us backstage and we got to watch their, uh, their comedy special at the uh, arts and culture center there in Cornerbrook. And man, it was a laugh. These guys are, you know, some of the funniest guys in Newfoundland and um, they had us laughing for 12 hours straight, you know, hanging out in the daytime. And then when we got to the show as well. So want to give a big shout out to the best kind comedy tour. Um, if you're listening from outside of Newfoundland, they are heading to the West coast of Canada. So uh, if you're, you're around, make sure you do, um, you know, pick up some tickets and support your, uh, your Newfoundland comedians when we had a ball. Absolutely. Um, last weekend I did a couple gigs at O'Reilly's for the halfway to St. Patty's day, um, event there with the Donnies, myself, uh, Robert Kelly and Alex Cull. We all played together. It was great to have Alex back with the Donnies. Um, really, really fun. We split the night with the navigators the first night and fine lads finished out. And the second night we, uh, we split the night with, with fine lads and uh, kitchen party did the early slot, uh, a bunch of great bands. It was a lot of fun in O'Reilly's. Everybody was really ecstatic. I mean, um, great audience, Super fun, engaging, interactive. Everybody was up dancing, singing along, and sending out lots of requests. So, want to uh, you know, big shout out to O'Reilly's for having us again. We uh, really enjoy that gig. The Donnie's gig is a lot of fun. Um, Iceberg Alley just concluded. Uh, finished up Monday night with uh, with Johnny Reed. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to Iceberg Alley for really pulling that off. I mean, what an absolute treat to have that event here uh, in St. John's. And to really be able to pivot from um, the tent to move it over to mile one within two days was absolutely amazing. For anybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about, the Iceberg Alley Performance Tent is a gigantic tent that they put on the banks of Kitty Vitty, uh, which is a lake here in St. John's. And um, it's basically a, an oversized circus tent that they, they put up over the course of a few weeks and they host 10 nights of, of great bands. And um, uh, they started it on, on Wednesday night, uh, couple weeks ago they had wednesday thursday uh they did two two events and then friday we got hit by this insane uh hurricane hurricane larry hit um you, you know the avalon peninsula and the east coast of the island really really hard and completely destroyed the tent i mean so much work had gone into this event so many bookings so many bands booked i mean so many people hired and uh, it really was devastating what a big blow to the uh, to the tent and they managed to really pull it off. And within two days, they had moved the entire vent over to mile one. Uh, and and it was incredible. I managed to get over there for one night. Got to see the Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, shout out to Tom for the tickets. Uh, we had a good laugh. I mean, Bare Naked Ladies, what a laugh. Uh, an incredible band. Super fun on stage. They're just cracking jokes all the time. And, you know, playing a bunch of the hits. And um, they got fortunate ones up to do if I had a million dollars. It was such a fun show. I got to say, I really, really enjoyed myself. And from Anybody who I spoke with, uh, it seemed like they really, really enjoyed any of the shows that they'd been to. It's a world-class venue, uh, world-class entertainment, and uh, they just do it right. I mean, there's no lineups for nothing. There's lots of room around. It was so, like... If you wanted to be socially distant, you could be up in the crowd. Everyone was wearing masks for the most part. I got to say, it was a really, really great turnout and um, just a great event. So hats off to to the Iceberg Alley Performance Tent and uh, hoping that it, it lands back in the in a tent, you know, in the next year or so. Uh, it was it was great. Um, obviously, watching a lot of sports, guys. Really tuned into the Jays here right now. The Jays are, are just on this incredible run right now. The bats are hot. Pitching's been great. Um, right now, as of Tuesday, we're a half game. Uh, the, sorry, half game ahead of the Yankees for the wild card position, which will be very entertaining. Um, it's going to be great. I think there's 13 games left of the year. 
So we really need to win a bunch of them to, to keep competitive and, and make sure we can uh, get into the playoffs here and get that wild card place. So um, really rooting for the Jays. The bats, like you say, have just been so hot and just really exciting time for baseball. September is always great. And it's an exciting time for sports. NFL season's back. I'm a big football fan as well. I uh, love the Green Bay Packers. It was a tough week one for them. Um, Aaron Rodgers didn't quite look himself and the Packers didn't quite look himself. But uh, the Monday nighter was incredible this week against the Detroit Lions. It really showed Aaron Rodgers. He came back and, and just showed why he is one of the best to ever do it. Uh, Aaron Jones was a beast for touchdowns. And um, yeah, it was just a great game. So uh, happy football season's back. Love getting together on Sundays with my uh, with my buddies and, and, and checking out uh, and checking out the football games. Uh, it's always just been something I've done with the same group of guys for the last 15 years. So uh, it's always a really, really fun time of year for me. So I got to say, uh, happy to have the uh, have the football season back. Um, that about does it for for what's going on in my world, guys. Uh, like I mentioned, I had a great interview with with Zach O'Brien and, and Marcus Power, um, two local guys here from Newfoundland who've been playing professional hockey for the last number of years, and uh, it was just great to to hear from them and and to have a get a little insight on on uh, what they've been up to and and what their plans are, you know, for the upcoming season. So make sure you stick around for a great interview with Zach O'Brien and Marcus Power. And I'd like to welcome Zach O'Brien and Marcus Power of the Newfoundland Growlers. How's it going, fellas? Thanks for coming on today. Really appreciate you taking the time. How you both doing? Good, good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, pretty good. Happy to be here. Yeah, right on. I know we were chatting a little bit the other night there, and I mean, we've been chatting a little bit over the uh, over the last month or so, and uh, I thought it was a pretty good time to get both of you on. I know, um, you know, the season's coming up here. I mean, it's fall. Hockey season's coming up quickly, so I thought it'd be a great time to have you on for a chat. So uh, once again, uh, thanks so much for, for popping on. Uh, first off, congrats on the new deal with the Toronto Marlies. You both signed one-year deals. Keep you probably playing at home this year for the Growlers, uh, at least at home. And uh, how excited are you both to be back with the organization? Um, we're, def- or we're both definitely excited. Um, after having to leave with COVID and everything, we had to go to Germany. But uh, at the end of the day, we, re- we never really wanted to leave. Um, the two years that we had here, we're both so much fun the the city getting behind us and just be able to play at home and be able to go for a beer with your buddies after the game i mean we feel pretty lucky to be able to do that so we're looking forward to get going yeah like zach said obviously there's nothing like playing at home uh once they came with that offer it was pretty hard to say no seeing how much we both enjoyed it here and we were able to win a championship so uh yeah we're definitely both really happy to be back yeah, and I think, uh, you know, Newfoundland is, is happy to have both you guys back, too. I mean, uh, it's always great to have a couple local guys, I mean, supporting the team. I mean, that goes a long way with with the fans. And, I mean, I'm sure it means a lot to you guys, too, because I can't imagine how, how much fun that would be. Um, I know you both were in Germany last year, right? You both played in the Dell 2 League. Um, you know, for most of your careers, besides Zach, I think in 2016, uh, you both mostly played in North America. Uh, last year, you both played in the Dell 2 League in Germany. Um, how different was it playing over there compared to playing in North America last year? Or, sorry, the year before. Go ahead, Mark. Uh, yeah, I think it was it was a lot different. The hockey style is a lot different. That's the first thing I think me and Zach noticed. It's not as physical. It's bigger ice, right? 
Yeah, exactly. There's a lot more space the, on the, the ice. The big ice is, is good for us. We like that. You can't really be as physical, so that obviously gave us more time with the puck and stuff like that as being offensive players. That was that was a really nice uh, thing to have. But um, it was it was different because, obviously, their lockdown was really bad all winter long as well. It was like an alert level four kind of lockdown here. So everything was closed. There was a point in time, actually, you couldn't even leave your house past 9 o'clock or you could find you, so... Me and Zach found that pretty tough, being away from family and stuff, and then not even getting to experience the whole European lifestyle. But we tried to make the most of it, see uh, what you could outside, and try the some of their food and some of their beer and enjoy their culture a little bit. But that was pretty much it. Yeah, Marcus basically covered it all. But uh, it was definitely a tough year because it was seven months where we went the rink, the grocery store, and then home. Like that's that's all we were allowed to do. Play a pile Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of game. Lot of way too much. <laughs> There's nothing else to do in Netflix. But were, were you guys? Did you guys stay together over there? Uh, same condo building, but we had our own apartments. I mean, at least you had each other. I mean, just to kind of hang around with, I suppose, and like you say, go to the grocery store or whatever, right? Have a beer, I suppose, in the apartment or something. Yeah, that, yeah. that's basically it. But uh, at the end of the day, we we're we we're just lucky to be able to play with everything that's going on. Um, a lot of a lot of our former teammates had to take an entire year off of hockey, which has to be really tough so it sucked that we weren't able to do anything but we were able to play so that's the main thing yeah that's right i mean it's going to be challenging i mean obviously you guys would probably know you know quite considerably more than myself and you probably know a lot of people you know who who had to do that had to take the year off i mean yeah. that's going to be challenging not only mentally but i mean physically i mean you want to keep your body in top shape i mean it must be just challenging just trying to keep your body up and in, in, in good shape to try to compete, you know, hopefully when, when this thing fucks off, you know, with COVID, when it all fucks off kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can't imagine have taken a year off without playing hockey. I don't know how difficult it'd be, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'd still be, be back. I don't know if I'd be able to do it personally. I think we have to hang them up. It's <laughs> such a different lifestyle. Like there's a lot of guys that did hang them up, like really good hockey players that are just, in their in their early 30s or late 20s that obviously like they couldn't take a year off and then they got a business job or whatever and then just, just bags of milk now that's it yeah <laughs> there was a big turnover uh, obviously uh coming into this season so that's why obviously me and zach were so lucky and fortunate to sign back with the marley's you know the chance to play in the growlers yeah absolutely um i mean what i want to talk about the hockey over there a little bit compared to kind of what it what it's like over on, on this side i mean you both had great seasons last year zach had 49 games played 40 goals 43 assists for 83 points marcus had 47 games played 29 goals 40 assists for 69 points i mean two great seasons there um the hockey it was, it was considerably different i know you mentioned a little bit earlier but much more of an offensive style game right yeah, um, definitely more offensive. And like Marcus said, the, with the bigger ice, you got a lot more time and space. Uh, I know a lot of our games ended up with like a football score over there, 7-6 yeah. or whatever. Right, right. But, but we don't mind that. Um, but it's, it's definitely different. Uh, less physical, more speed, which is perfect for, for me and Marcus. But, I mean, playing at home is definitely what, what we want to do. So we're looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah, like Zach said. And like another thing was over there, you only have four imports a team. Mm -hmm. And then obviously we played in the second tier in Germany, so not the first tier. So a lot of the good Germans, unless you're a little bit older or younger, um, when they're in the prime of the career, they're obviously in the top league. So with their imports, you only have four of them. So you get a lot of ice time. So like even if me and Zach finishes shift or something like that, the coach is like, nope, you're back 
again, starting the power play. So he gave you a lot of opportunities to do well and get a lot of points. So that was another reason why I think we were so successful over there. I was reading and the little, schedule. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The, Go ahead. The schedule over there is a, a lot easier than what how, we're used to. How here. so? We, we, we don't play back-to-back nights. And I so, guess travel and stuff was probably a little different over there where it's a smaller country. I guess you're probably not doing as much like long-distance travel, right? Um, the longest bus trip is seven hours, I think. Yeah, seven yeah. hours, but we drive back after we, we always sleep in our own bed. So okay. that, that's a little different. Yeah. Newsland, we're gone for three off. weeks or... And we play Friday, Saturday, Sunday here. So you're not as fresh for the games. We're yep. in Germany. You play one game, you got a full day off the next day, and then you play on Sunday. So yeah. you're more fresh for the games over there as well. Yeah. That and a lot I bet. I bet. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just even just having a day of rest got to help you out so much. I'm, I mean, you guys mentioned you're both over there, you know, pretty much right in the thick of COVID. I mean, it was a heavy lockdown. There was no fans in the, in the stadium, right? I mean, that must have been so bizarre. I mean, I was as guys who, especially, you just came off playing for the Growlers. Um, you know, a huge fan base here in Newfoundland. Um, that must have been such a, a different experience for the both of you. Yeah, at the start, it was it was just really weird. I mean, like the opening <laughs> opening puck drop, it's it's dead quiet in there. It's like it's like you're skating up at Twin Rinks or something. Yeah, and like so. people always talk about how these German fans are like soccer fans. You know, they're singing the whole time and they right. have their pants and they're going crazy when you score. Like they're like real crazy fans. A lot lot different than like a lot of sports fan. It kind of is hockey wise in, in North America. It's, there's whole soccer mentality and everything. They have like their ultras that would follow you around and like they'd have another bus that would go to every single road game. And stuff. So <laughs> right. Yeah. You didn't get to see any of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's completely obviously unfortunate. I mean, but I, I'm, I'd be willing to bet that you're both pretty, pretty happy just to be skating and, and to keeping the, keeping the legs fresh for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of COVID, I actually ended up getting it and Marcus didn't, which makes no sense. But oh, no way. You actually contra- contracted it. Yeah, everyone except I think there was three guys on our team that didn't get it. Marcus is one of them. It just went through the team, hey? Yeah, the team we played against, they had it and didn't know. So we played against them, and then a few days later, basically, well, like, it's, it was crazy because like me and Zach and another guy on the team, like we were just having dinner or whatever, and Zach had a different type of wine. I wanted to try it. Like I tried his glass, <laughs> and then two days later or the day later, whatever it was, we went to get tested, and he had COVID, and I didn't. I was like, what the hell? Like I even got an antibodies test and everything, still nothing. So, so did you did you feel sick from it, Zach? Did you feel any symptoms or? Uh, for two days, I, I knew there was there was something wrong with me. Like my joints and my muscles were just killing me. I couldn't even put my socks on. But other than that, it was just like a flu for two weeks. And and what did that entail? Then did you have to sit out for a little while, or you had, I guess you had to quarantine by yourself, right? Yeah, I had to quarantine for a couple of weeks. Marcus got my groceries. Um, <laughs> I'm bringing down coffee all the time. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, coffees. Um, quarantine for two weeks, and then I think I had practiced like twice, and then I was playing again. Crazy. I don't know if that was smart or not, but <laughs> like I didn't feel whole- gra- I didn't didn't feel great in that first game. That's for sure. Yeah, the whole I bet. Team had to go into quarantine, which is the crazy part. Like, I so what to- happened? Did did the schedule have to get changed? I mean, obviously the team couldn't play. Oh, yeah, like that happened throughout the whole season because I think out of the 14 teams in the league or whatever it is, 80% or like 12 of them or whatever got COVID. So there was always like a random weekend and we'd just be like, oh, okay, yeah, that team's not playing this weekend. It was it was pretty crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. Holy shit. I, n- I never knew that. That's that's super crazy. Well, I mean, thank God you never really got too sick from it. And I mean, it just kind of took you out for a couple of days. But Jesus, that's, that's absolutely crazy. Um, 
you both played Quebec, uh, Quebec junior major hockey. Um, uh, Zach for Katie Bathurst, Marcus for Anaranda. Um, any players around those times, guys, that, that kind of stick out in your mind that you thought were going to be just going to have crazy careers, anything like that? Marcus, go ahead. I always get asked this one just because he literally played for us for like a half year. And like we noticed how he was pretty good and like his talent. He, was getting, he averaged like two points per game and stuff like that. But the player was uh, Nikita Kucherov. So, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I suppose like, you did. Yeah. Like we, he, he played with us for half the season in my third year, I think it might have been. But he just had such, a, he was doing moves that like a lot of NHL players would do on breakaways and real stuff like that. And just, he would always think the game a little bit smarter and it's faster and stuff like that. Like I thought he was definitely going to be a good player, but turned into obviously he's one of the one top five, top 10 best players in the NHL. So it's pretty cool to play with him for sure. I, I mean, most players I play with are just, a lot of them are just over in Europe. There's no one like Kucherov. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. But uh, I remember playing against him and. Was, uh, was Kuch uh, uh, as nuts then as he, as he kind of seems to be now or. Oh, yeah. He doesn't give a shit. Man. No, he doesn't. That man does not seem like he gives one fuck. <laughs> no. Like he just be yeah. Like he wants to like he walked down the down the after breakfast there and he just like littered on someone's lawn. I'm like, he can't do that. Like he gotta go pick that off. He's like, I don't care. Just <laughs> little shit like that and like he he chirp fans right to their face and stuff. He he, he doesn't care and he still doesn't clearly so. He's doing yeah. pretty good for himself. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. He's definitely doing pretty good for himself. Um, Zach, this one's a little bit for you, but um, you won the Frank J. Selke Award in the queue uh, for most sportsmanlike player in back-to-back years, 2011, 2012. Um, have you always played that kind of style of hockey, and, and do you still kind of play that style to this day, or has that changed at all? Um, I definitely don't take very many penalties. Um, yep. that's, that's just the way I've always been. I had a little rep when I was younger that I played soft, but I think that's out the window now. Um, everyone that knows hockey knows that. Yeah. Uh, I think you definitely changed your game a little bit when you went to pro for sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Blocking shots and practice and stuff. So like, (laughs) yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I I like winning, so that's right. uh, Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, I mean, I, de- I definitely changed my game when I turned pro because I had to, or else I wasn't going to stick around. So, in in what ways? Career, in what ways have you changed it? You think just, just like, being more physical, or yeah, like in the AHL, it's it's so hard to to score or even get a point. So, like I had to like drive the net, stop in front of the net, go to like the dirty dirty areas to get rewarded, or I'm just not going to be in the lineup. So, I learned that I I've, I've been lucky to have a lot of good coaches. Uh, young or when I was my first couple of years of pro that that basically forced me to play that way and i definitely thank them now no that's uh that's uh, that's incredible i mean um back-to-back years uh most sportsmen like i mean that's a that's a great achievement and, and and like you mentioned i mean it had to be a little challenging to uh to kind of switch that style to try to really keep yourself you know present and and, and active on the team that's a that was a challenge for sure uh i want to get into a little bit of fun stuff boys i mean listen <laughs> in 29- all day. what's that Better not get us some shit. <laughs> no, 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 no trouble. No trouble at all. No trouble at all. Um, no, like, uh, I mean, listen, you're both Newfoundlanders. Uh, you both grew up playing hockey in Newfoundland. 2019, uh, you both were a part of the team that brought the Kelly Cup to Newfoundland uh, after taking first place in your division with 94 points. 
Uh, in the playoffs, she defeated the Brampton Beasts, the Manchester Monarchs, the Florida Everglades, and finally the, the Toledo Walleye uh, to win the championship and win the Growler and win, uh, which became the Growlers, uh, obviously first championship. And it was also the first, you're also the first team since the 89 Greensboro Monarchs to win in the organization's first year. Uh, can you talk about that run a little bit, guys? And, you know, some of the guys who, who played with you who were an integral part of that, that championship run. And, and how do you think the team managed to pull that off in the first year? I mean, that's such an incredible feat to be a first-team organization. I mean, a lot of the guys probably never played together. Um, and, and to pull that off in the first year is, is such a feat. So just can you just kind of talk about that run a little bit and, and some of the guys that were, were a crucial part of it? Well, um, we definitely had a special group of guys. Um, both on and off the ice. I think that's, that was a really important thing. Like everyone was so close off the ice. We never, there was no clicks. A lot of teams end up having three or four clicks that just do their own thing. If, if someone was doing something, everyone, everyone knew about it. So we, we became a, a pretty tight knit group and basically like a family. And we, we still got the group chat today. People are going to be talking in it. So I'd say that's a really important part that we were so close off the ice and we never had anyone that was selfish. It doesn't matter who had the game winning goal. I mean, we just wanted to win for each other because we know um, teams like winners. So moving on, I mean, there's so many people from that team that are that are making really good money over in Europe or, um, I mean, just having successful careers because of that championship. Um, to mention a couple people, um, Brady Ferguson was Juan Marcus's line mate. Hell of a player. He's, he's playing in the Swedish First League now, which is one of the best leagues in the world. Um, we, me and Mark so lucky to play with him. Um, Michael Garteg, the goalie, he was insane. He's, yeah, he stood on his head, yeah. Oh, my God. I think against Florida, we beat Florida in five games. He had three shutouts or something. Yeah, there was. The it was, yeah. I was just looking yeah. at it just like an hour ago. Yeah, he played insane. And I got to give a shout-out to uh, Melindy and Purdy, to the, to the big D-men. I mean, they're both great players. Pirates obviously have a great NHL career. And uh, – both their leadership was the most important thing for us. I mean, all the young guys, they looked up to them. They kept everyone in line, and we definitely wouldn't be able to win without two of them. So that's the people I will mention for sure. No, yeah, just to add on that, like, I think the biggest thing, too, was just we had such a winning culture. Like, I remember, like, the first week or whatever it was when Ryan Clough, like, came, was the head coach. He just came in, and he basically said, like, this is the way things are going to be here. We're going to expect to win every night. And he just held that that standard throughout the whole season. And then obviously John Snowden took over when he had to step down. So I think that was a big thing. Like we'd lose, I mean, we'd win some games and like, they'd just be like really mad because like we didn't deserve to win kind of thing. Like we get a couple of bounces or goaltending would play well, but yeah, I think that was a thing. And then obviously like a lot of guys knew this was kind of part his last kick of the can and he really wanted to win a, a professional championship at home. So I think we really uh, took that into account in the playoffs and, we had a really good run, obviously, like you said. So it was just a lot of fun to be a part of. And then after we won, it was just uh, maybe one the or best two drinks. Of weeks of my life. <laughs> one or two, yeah, I bet. Um, how, how crucial do you think it is? Um, what was it to your success? I mean, kind of the Newfoundland fan base. I mean, the, the Growlers fans are you know, got to be some of the best in the league. I mean, the barn was packed every single night and they're loud. How, how big, how big is that? How much do you guys feed off of that in games? Uh, I mean, it's definitely in playoffs when they had the towels going and everything. That, was it. that got us, that got us fired up a little bit. And I, I remember in the finals, like 
right after the anthem, we couldn't even hear each other talk. So, I mean, they, like they definitely like love Old hockey. We just got yeah, Old Newfoundland, yeah. yeah um, right. Chris Andrews yeah, out but, doing the old, yeah. That's yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the way they, they supported us, especially in the playoffs, I mean, it was we, we couldn't go anywhere without someone coming up to us saying they're looking forward to the next game and that they're hoping that we're going to win for the for the province or whatever. But, uh, I mean, I can't wait to get back and play in front of them again. It's been way too long. No, I yeah. just, yeah, completely agree with everything Zach said. Pretty well summed it up. So, um, How much fun was it uh, celebrating the championship at home while being both Newfoundlanders? Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So a lot of our friends really loved that, too. Like, they even come back and say, like, it was one of the funnest weeks they had, like, in a long time or in their life. Like, like the guys from, like, your buddies from Newfoundland, you mean? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah like, they're not even on the team. Like, some of our buddies, like, <laughs> with us, like, didn't miss a night, coming back to the dressing room with us and partying. So the whole week was just a ton of fun. And my family obviously loved it, too. Both of my and Zach's parents were involved for the most part until late in the night all the time. And they loved the parade and stuff like that. Like, being on the stage in George Street and seeing all the turnout and, like, driving down streets, obviously, you grew up on that. Uh, celebrate was, was really cool yeah i think you guys have been on the uh, george street stage just as much as i have at this point <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh any any fun stories uh you want to share about the uh the championship like the celebrations i mean don't get yourselves in trouble don't say anything too bad but uh, is there anything like you can think of off the top of your head that kind of sticks out that was a bit of fun i know you mentioned the parade and stuff like that and also was there any truth to uh the cup being damaged at a certain club a little late 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 night is there any truth to that or is that a bit wishy-washy <laughs> Me and Zach weren't there. That's all I know. What's that? <laughs> we weren't there. <laughs> we actually weren't there. <laughs> we don't know what happened. <laughs> no, but um, I mean, I think <laughs> most most guys on the team stuck around for at least a week, some two weeks. So they weren't in any rush to go home and see their buddies. They, everyone that comes here, loves it here. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, they love it. Um, do you hear like but, any of the guys, like, I mean, the guys who come here who, who are just, you know, probably may, maybe have never played here before, or maybe only played a game or two here, like on the road or something, just kind of realize like how different and, and unique the culture is here, especially when it comes to hockey. And, and even like you mentioned, like you guys going out for a beer after the game, I mean, fans are so supportive and, and everyone's just always in a good mood, always out for a good time. Did you, you notice any, a lot of your players, your teammates kind of embrace that? Absolutely. I mean, the two years that we played here, I don't think there was one person that could say a bad thing about Newfoundland and they all want to come back. Whether it's playing for the Growlers or if it's in the summer, just make a vacation out of it. I mean, everyone loved it. And it also helps on the ice too, because if we get a day off, we're able to whatever, go to green sleeves, listen to some live music. I mean, everyone loved that. And that makes it just get back to work on Monday that much more fun to get on the ice and get back to work. Like I said, so, I mean, I'm sure everyone from that winning team is going to make their way back to Newfoundland at some point. I, I could say that with confidence for sure. So I'm, I'm looking for, we need to get some kind of reunion going, Marcus, seriously. Yeah, sure. <laughs> there you go, boys. You heard it here first. Maybe like a five year or something just to <laughs> yeah, yeah, get, get yeah. You're playing on There we go. Yeah, I'll, I'll play some tunes. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. I actually yeah. just pitched a, a new single to the Growlers, actually, for uh, I'm hoping to get it into uh, get it in some rotation at your games there. I just I'm about to put out a new single, but uh, that's, that's, no, that's another that's another thing anyways. But uh, Zach, you're named MVP to playoffs, man. 16 goals, 13 assists, 29, uh, 29 points. Uh, pretty, pretty stellar performance in the playoffs there. I mean, um, you know, what kind of contributed to that? I mean, it was just just 
uh, your line mates? I mean, just it was just some worked out great or what? Yeah, definitely my line mates, Marcus and Fergie. Um, uh, I mean, the coaching staff, they put play me in all situations. Um, I forgot to give a shout out to this one, uh, Sam Jardine. Um, hell of a defenseman. He played a lot he, on the back end with me, Marcus and Fergie, and he – he kept it out of our net to allow us to go put it in their net. So that's important. Um, no, I mean, there's a few different people that could have won MVP. Um, we had a lot of players that played really, really well. Um, obviously, it's an honor to win it. But at the end of the day, the main thing is that we won the championship. And if someone else got MVP, I mean, I'd be just as happy for them. But uh, I'd say there's three or four guys that definitely could have won it. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I, I bet. think I think – yeah, Zach obviously had a crazy good playoffs thing. I think he had like three hat tricks in the playoffs or something stupid like that, wasn't it? Yeah, and I, I, obviously, like like you said, he he was MVP, and I think he definitely deserved it. And without his leading the way offensively and everything on the ice, I don't think we would have won pretty well. So definitely a huge part in us winning. Well, as, as as Newfoundlanders, why, why do you why do you both feel? And if you could answer me, maybe individually, but why do you both feel that hockey is so important in Newfoundland? Like, why do you think that Newfoundlanders are so attached to the game of hockey? That's a good question. I think obviously, like, it's there's so many Maple Leafs fans here, and then you bring in the St. John's Maple Leafs, so then obviously it's such an attached attachment to a professional hockey team in Newfoundland. And then I think that just carried on and the support with the ice caps. It's like there was a crazy amount of sellouts. I think when the ice caps first came back oh. and then uh, obviously like he, they brought back guys that they really enjoyed like Jaffrey and stuff like that. And then the, then the growlers come in and we're able to win in our first year. So I think that's really what, what comes down to it. And such an attachment with the professional teams. And then so many of us obviously played minor hockey growing up, I think, pretty well anyone that's involved in any type of sport somewhere, somehow it's starting off playing hockey in the winter. So I think that definitely had a factor as well. He nailed it. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's a good answer. A lot better than what I would have said. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I mean, that's exactly, that's exactly true. I mean, I think, you know, with the St. John's Maple Leafs being here uh, years ago, I mean, that brought a big, you know, it made it turn this place into a hockey town, regardless of how much hockey yeah. everybody kind of played growing up. But I mean, that kind of brought a sense of of pride to to Newfoundland, and and really got Newfoundlanders attached to the Leafs organization, which is truly an incredible organization in itself. I mean, you guys must feel just so lucky to be a part of that. Um, I mean, when they did the uh, the training camp here a couple of years ago, I mean, they did so much stuff for Newfoundland, and and it was such a great fan experience. Um, did you guys be, were you guys a part of that at all in, in any ways? Yeah, yeah. We were yeah, at the, we're the one that was in uh, Paradise. Yeah, 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 yeah. We First were there. Yeah. Pack your bags. <laughs> we were there for a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did a I did an event actually at um at Kitty Vitty down at the brewery there for for a bunch of them. Rope Dog was down there strutting around his oh, shoulders. And all, all the staff went right. Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah. Highly of that actually. Afterwards. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, me and Rogers were down there. Me and Andrew Rogers played it actually, and the only picture we got was with uh, with Babcock, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But like yeah. you said, uh, we are really lucky to be in Toronto's organization. H how we're treated here is it's crazy. I played in a lot of places in the AHL and ECHL, but I haven't been treated better than than we do here. I mean, it makes us going on the ice like like easy. That's that's all we really need to worry about. Everything else is taken care of. I mean, I don't think there's any other team that has breakfast and lunch 
at the rink every single day. So we don't got to worry about that. We used to show up, eat, eat our breakfast together, um, hop on the ice for practice, and then lunch is going to be ready for us. So a lot of the young guys, like 20-year-olds that come here that probably don't know how to cook anything, um, I mean, that helps them a lot. They don't have to worry about anything. So, Plus you're I eating mean, healthy. You're eating a lot healthier. But, I mean, that also must help in team bonding ways. You know what I mean? Because you guys are all sitting down. You're all eating together, and you're chatting. You're talking yeah. the game. You're talking about practice and all sorts of different things that, that happen. Absolutely. I'm, I mean, we – we eat breakfast and shoot the shit every every single day or six days a week together. So that definitely helps with bonding. And I mean, it's it's unbelievable how we're treated. It really is. Um, Zach, I believe you won the Calder Cup as well with with Manchester. Uh, was that twenty sixteen? Uh, fourteen fifteen. Fourteen fifteen. Yeah. Um, I mean that's an incredible feat as well. I mean, what was the difference in in the Calder Cup championship and and the Kelly's Cup championship? Well, obviously the the level of hockey is just it's just one league higher. But mm-hmm. for me personally, it's just my role is a lot different. I mean, I was relied on a lot more with the Growlers. Where in Manchester, we we had so many unbelievable players. Or a lot of them are in the NHL right now. So I was kind of on my line. I was a guy that just did make the game easier on my line mates, pretty much. Um, but at the same time, it was an unbelievable experience. Um, I mean. Paul Bissonette was on the team that that got a lot of <laughs> fourth Biz, line. But Biz was on the team. Oh my god, that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's hard to compare the two. But I mean, winning at home, it's just it's just different because I'm able to celebrate with friends and family. So absolutely, yeah. I mean, they're both uh, unbelievable times. But I think if I had to pick one, I mean, winning at home, I, I guess. Yeah, it'd have to be. I just, yeah. just, just like you mentioned, just because it's so, so your friends and your family around. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. so much, so exciting. Uh, Marcus, what do you think about the upcoming season? How do you think uh, the Growlers are gonna gonna hold up this year? And and uh, what do you think of the uh, the upcoming season? Yeah, uh, I think from what like we look into contracts and stuff, I think we're gonna have another really good team. Like like you said, the Maple Leafs have a lot of money. And they invest a lot in their minor league programs, like like the Growlers. So there's lots of guys down here that that the Maple Leafs have a lot of faith in and the Marlies have a lot of faith in. They just start the professional careers here. So we get the luxury of playing with players like that that are just on their way, moving up to the Marlies and then potentially to the Leafs. So that really helps us have such a strong team. And uh, I think that's obviously the plan again for this year, at least being that hope so. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, we want to we wanna pick up right where we left off um, when COVID hit. Uh, yeah, because, sorry, I don't want to interrupt, but the, the, season, the, the season after you won the championship, that was cut, right? Uh, halfway yeah, through with COVID, March. yeah, you never even got to finish the season, the whole no. season. Yeah, right. Fuck that. And sucks. we were we were in first place too, and I think we had a better record at the time than we did the year before. We had another really good team, so I mean, it's just a winning culture. Uh, we don't accept anything else besides winning. So, I mean, we're looking forward to get going, and um, I mean, like Marcus said, we've seen some players that that the Marlies have signed, and there's a lot of good players. Um, they look they look for a certain type of players and. The, the two years in Newfoundland, we both had great teams, so we're looking for the same thing this year. Is there many returning players from those couple years who are back with the Growlers besides yourself? <laughs> um, who we got, Marcus? Two of us, obviously. Scurve's yeah, back, right? Trying, Todd's yeah. back. Yeah. Todd's back. We're trying He's, to get Melindy to come back. Hopefully Melindy will come back. We'll see. Okay, nice. um, yeah. Darian Plouffe is one guy who was there our first year, not our second year. Okay. So we're looking forward to see him. Um, really good player. 
And is there any more local guys on, on the team or is it just just down to you guys now? Um, Nathan Knoll okay. is signed with us. And I think there's one or uh, one or two more guys that are that are have a tryout with the Growlers. We know Kyle McGraw for sure. He's been skating with us the whole summer. He's a he's a really good player, so we're hoping for the best for him. And yeah, him and him and Nate. Is there anyone else, Marcus? Uh Garrett Johnson as well. He, oh Johnny, uh, yeah, Johnny. He came in the middle of the season from the lower league than the UCHL, the SPHL, and uh he actually ended up running our first power play and second power play and turned into a really good player for us. So he's obviously back again. This this following year, so we're happy about that. And he, nice. he's already here now. He loves he loves it here. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I can't imagine it's too hard not to. I mean, play professional <laughs> hockey in in Newfoundland where you're pretty much adored, and you go out and have a good time. I mean, I, I see you guys out. You know, we're all always hanging out and having a couple of pops and and uh, enjoying the night. So I mean, it's it's a great place. I can imagine to play hockey as it's a great place to play music. It's it's you know it's kind of, of course kind of similar for sure. For sure. Yeah, that's one thing all the players love when they first come here and they, they're just like, they can't get over. They'll come in on like a, a Wednesday after we have a Wednesday game. We'll go to Green State or somewhere and like you're playing or Andrew Rogers or Dave White or Damian Fowler or someone's playing Nick Earl. And the guys are just like, this is like world class music that you're hearing on like a random Wednesday night. So that was definitely something that. Yeah, random Wednesday in February. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Freezing cold, slush outside. <laughs> Thank you, Cat. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm assuming you're both probably looking forward to, you know, even just just watching some, you know, the upcoming NHL season. But are you both into any other sports? Are you into the NBA or football or golf or anything like that? Um, Marcus is obsessed with golf. Yeah, I think I'm so. obsessed with golf. Fresh. I'm not that good at it. You know what? You're <laughs> Oh yeah, no, I'm shit too. I, I actually I love playing golf, but I'm I'm garbage. But do you like watching golf as well, or do you just like you like? Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it for sure, like on a Sunday or something like that, or like the Ryder Cups coming up now. Yeah, Ryder Cups up this week. Yeah, I'll be dialed in for some of that, or I'll do like uh, golf pools and stuff. I was hoping uh, uh, Bryson and um, and um, uh, Kepka were gonna get uh, get yeah. paired up just to see that all unfold. That would be <laughs> but, hilarious. Yeah. Uh, we both, me and Zach both played soccer growing up actually at like a high competitive level. And uh, we missed like even really competitive hockey tournaments uh, in the summer before the soccer season would be over just to uh, play like professional soccer and stuff like that. So two of us love soccer, still follow it somewhat, but uh, that was on one way. Of course, we both really played a lot growing up. Yeah. So soccer for me is definitely my, my second favorite sport. Like Marcus said, um, we'd, we'd end up missing hockey sometimes for soccer. So that, that just goes to show how much we liked it. But I think when we were 13 or 14, we had to make a decision. And I mean, it, was, it wasn't too hard of a decision at the end of the day. But I mean, even some summers, what was it a few summers ago, we played in like the intermediate men's league with, our, yeah. with a few of our buddies. Oh, nice. Yeah. We don't we don't got it like we used to, but <laughs> you're in shape though. Like, yeah, 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 man. I was, I was, yeah, well, I was chatting with a buddy the other night, and he's got a he's got like a I think his his little fella is like six, and you know he was just coming back from from soccer practice, or he just won the gold medal or something. We were just kind of shooting the shit, and he said, "Man, you know, I think everybody should put their kid in 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 soccer growing up. I mean, every kid can put, you can kind of branch out from different sports, but soccer is is a, is one that almost every kid should play because a you're you're running i mean every you, you got to run i mean that's a big thing with with keeping your uh -huh. you get your fitness but plus it also gives you some mindset to, to be coached by a, by a coach i mean to take some discipline 
And, um, you know, you can kind of branch out from there. Whereas like hockey obviously requires a little bit more skill. I mean, skating is, is challenging. Um, you know, puck handling and, and all those things are, are a little more challenging, especially to a young kid. But I mean, soccer is like, it's kind of like the basis of sport where it's just, you learn the discipline, you learn the style of game, you learn competitiveness and you learn, um, how to be an athlete. I mean, so that's, uh, I, yeah, it's always a good starting point for, for kids for sure. Well, I, I completely agree with that. I mean, I don't think any kid should just play one sport and stick to that. I mean, at one point, I, I, like in grade seven, I think I was playing like for six different teams for, for my school, whatever I, I could play. I mean, you just meet new people. And like you said, you, you're disciplined. You have a different coach who, who teaches you different things. And then if you want to take one serious, once you get to, around high school, that's when you can decide, hey, like, this is what I want to do. This is what I love and just choose one. But I encourage all the kids to, to play as much as many sports as you can and meet as many new people as you can for sure. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. I, I, I agree. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's the fundamentals of, of growing up as a kid. Absolutely. Have you guys been watching any of this Jays run or what? You, are you following the Jays at all? Uh, I, I don't know. A few of my buddies like, do. Yeah. I've never gotten into baseball. I don't know. Such a long season, too. 162 games, is it? Oh, like, yeah, no, it is. Man, you That's watch insane. Every night. It is, yeah. Well, no, the playoffs come around, like, I'll definitely watch some of those games for sure in World Series yeah. and that. But yeah. throughout the season, I, I honestly, I don't really watch that much. Yeah. No, when when does playoffs start? For that. Uh, I think there's like 12 games left in the season. The Jays are Jays are a half game into the wild card right now. So, I mean, they pretty much got to win. I'd, I, if I was to bet, I'd say they got to win the next probably – eight out of the next 13 games to make the wild card spot, which is even more hilarious because all that means is they get into a one game wild card. So they're going to, they're going to play 162 games <laughs> to play a one Crazy. game wild card game, which I mean, anything could happen. I mean, you're pitching shit or your bats go cold and then you're out of the playoffs. So it's, it's pretty wild. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, that's sports. That's how it is. Anyways. Well, we're in Toronto in, 13 or 12 or 13 days. Jesus, so. boys, you might get out to see a game. I mean, yeah. Wow, I didn't if I were you, I'd be, yeah, I'd be in the ballpark if I were you guys. Wow. I, I might go up, I might go up to the ballpark just to go up and watch it myself. Let's go. October 3rd, we're going if you want to come. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> Noted. 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 Um, that about does it for me, guys. I, I mean, really appreciate you both taking the time. I know you're busy. You're both on the ice this morning, and uh, you both got busy schedules. So, uh, you know, we're, we're happy to, you know, as, as, as Newfoundland uh, hockey fans, we're both happy. or So we're happy to have you both back uh, within your organization. Happy to have you back on, uh, on Canadian soil. And I uh, wish you nothing but the best of luck in the upcoming season, guys. And uh, I'll probably see you at Green Sleeves tonight. <laughs> Perfect. Sounds good. Thanks for having us. All right, boys. Cheers. We'll chat soon. Cheers. Huge thanks to the boys for coming on. Uh, great catching up with them, and um, you know everything that's that's been going on with the with the guys, and and you know playing in Germany, and and um, you know with the upcoming season, and really fun to chat about that championship, the Kelly's Cup championship that the uh, Newfoundland, Newfoundland Growlers took down. Uh, really fun team that you know uh, is a big part of our community here in Newfoundland. And especially in St. John's, you know, really brings a lot of a lot of uh, traction to the downtown area. It's something that we can all rally behind, and it's always fun to get out and check out those games. And it's always great to have uh, a couple local guys like Marcus and Zach, um, who are a big part of that team. So, you know, thanks to them for joining me again. I uh, really, really appreciate it. Um, that about does it for me, guys. You know what I'm up to. You can always catch me around. I'm always doing a few solo things. Tuesday nights, I'm at Shamrock right now with uh, with Mark Manning. Uh, I got this weekend off. Gonna 
gonna take it pretty easy because I've done a lot of a lot of gigs and I'm starting to feel a little bit in the throat. So uh, I'm gonna take a couple days off and, and try to recharge the batteries, and I'll be back. Um, I'll be back next week for for some more tunes. Um, as always, you can follow me on all social media at Dave Witty uh, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, whatever you like. Um, my website's back up and running, www.davewitty.com. Um, yeah, that about does it for me, guys. From downtown St. John's, Newfoundland, I'm Dave Witty. Peace.